You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the Iceman. Today we got in uh, MCC Studios, the clubhouse, a guest, we're going to call him, his name is The Box, and people are clapping with live studio audience, no, not really, <laughs> there's, no, there's no audience, I have sound effects. Are you sure? Yes, trust me, not unless got some roaches or something, <laughs> yeah, I don't see. That's probably all we have clapping for us anyway. Yes. But if it had real people, they'd probably be throwing stuff at me. Probably. You have, I've known you for, I don't know, probably close to 20 years now. Close to it. Yeah, 20, 25, something like that. Well, he's been uh, in and out of law enforcement. I think more in law enforcement than out of it, I believe. Yeah, I've got. got a few little hiatuses yeah, there. Yeah, a couple years break out of Probably the better part of it was the breaks. Yeah. I don't know. I got a pretty nice gig now. So. Yes, he's uh, kind of like Smokey. I think he's a SRO, which is a school resource officer. As Robert likes to call him uh, resource officer. Just period. Just period. <laughs> Just period. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think you FTO'd with me quite a bit back in your rookie years. Shoot, yeah, that was like uh, 90... Six ninety seven. I still almost a rookie myself, basically. Yeah, rookie changing a rookie, isn't it? How it works. Yes, that's how it worked. But I must have done a good job because he's still alive. So far, Thank you know, you. there's been some times. The box also accuses me of trying to get him killed. Also, which seems to be the. Trend of guests that I have trained. <laughs> I've noticed that listening into the uh, show here, it seems to be a, a growing uh, trend there. I've, for the record, I never tried to get anyone killed. Stuff happens on the street. <laughs> so why don't you enlighten us on that one story? Wow. Okay. Um, it was probably 96 or 97. And, uh, we were on the interstate, and I was riding shotgun. You were driving, and we were behind an 18-wheeler that was just leaking fluid like it was nobody's business out of the back of the trailer. It was oily, I believe. Yeah, because I remember you got all over the windshield, and you turned the wipers on, and you couldn't see nothing. Yeah, we couldn't see shit. It was, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. So you lit him up, pulled him over, and uh, we get out. And you can just see it. It's just like a waterfall coming out of the back of the truck. So you told him, I said, get up at the next exit and pull off. 
and uh, get it fixed. You're not going to roll back on the road anymore. And I think we left at that point because he pulled off and went to a truck stop. And Mm-mm. You're getting old. Maybe so. Yeah. Remember, I, I made him pop the seal on the back of his truck. Well, that was – oh, that's right. We followed him to the truck stop. And yeah. once we got there, you said – Open it up. And he was like, okay. So Pop goes to seal, and you open up the doors. And I think it was, what, carburetor cleaner or brake fluid cleaner or something. Yeah, and some type of big sealed canisters or something. Yeah. So you told him, call your company, get a forklift, fix it, do whatever. And we rolled out. Yes. And probably, what, about an hour later, we got the call. Yes, from the state police. (laughs) Asbat unit. Yeah, they weren't happy with you. They got called over there. Got, yeah, I don't, I don't remember what troopers supervisor Hasman was, but yeah, he wasn't happy. He was pretty pissed off. So I'm, I don't remember what it was, but he's like, "You didn't see a placards?" I'm like, "No." I was still it's like, I'm like paying attention to no fucking placards. But according to him, whatever was in the can- canisters, if it would have mixed with just. Carburetor cleaner, whatever the fuck else was leaking out. He said we'd have probably took out half the town. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> like in a couple mile radius, just wiped them out dead. I was like, oh, my bad. Sorry about that. Y'all have fun cleaning this shit up. <laughs> but everything worked and nobody died. No, nobody. I, mean, I probably see, I actually probably saved people's lives by pulling him over. Exactly. Could have went down the road and blew the hell up or something. Yeah, could have been a big, big, big problem. Yeah. Think state trooper, he's just mad. So, they get that way sometimes. That was funny. Tell us another one of your funny stories. Mm, no, you got them. All cops got funny stories. Oh, we got plenty, dude. Uh, one night, I, uh, our good buddy Highlander, we were working together and we were on patrol, and there's this facility. It, uh, I guess you could kind of call it a hotel. They've got a big sugar kettle fountain out in the front of it. So it's probably like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm patrolling around. And I pass this sugar kettle, and I had to stop in the middle of the road and back up. I'm like, what in the world? And I backed up, and I'm looking, and there's a dude and two chicks, naked as a jaybird, sitting in this sugar kettle fountain. Out in just wide open sugar kettle fountain. They're... No clothes on, sitting in the fountain. And I called Highlander. I said, uh, you might want to come over and check this out. Well, maybe they were hot. They were literally passed out. We probably saved their lives from drowning that night. They were probably drunk, though. That was probably before the big crack epidemic or right around it. We've had some It was probably, it was, I guarantee you, it was probably two people that you didn't want to see naked. Most that's likely. usually the time that's the ones that yeah. you... It's like, oh, this naked, yeah, not the type of naked people you want to no, see naked. No. no, this is not one of those Ron White moments where you see one, you want to see the rest. Of, no. <laughs> well, he even says, you know, you got to roll them back up, no matter <laughs> what they look like. <clears throat> Me and the Highlander have had a few. He, he said he may come on here. He's a lieutenant with the agency he works for now. I trained him, too. I don't yeah. know if I, t- he probably said I tried to kill him, get him killed, too. <laughs> them stories well, probably I mean y'all probably have, I think y'all rode together more than you and me did yeah we were roommates for a while uh, another guy the personal stories we used to 
he's religious now, so we won't get into that stuff. <laughs> but good for him. Good for him. Uh, another guy we used to work with, we were talking about earlier, we could call him Droopy. And uh, I do remember one time we were riding together. I think we were both reserved sometime. And we got a, that old, the greatest calls you ever get, you know, dangerous calls, a loose cow, <laughs> loose cattle. <laughs> and it was nighttime, so here we are. We find that this cow, and we're trying to catch it. Well, he jumps in the driver's seat. I'm sitting on the hood of the unit with my feet on the push bumper while we're running code going down the road. <laughs> Just <laughs> damn cow. Now, if we had dash cams and shit back in those days, I'm because here we are. You know, he wasn't going real fast, but you know, we're we're we got the lights going, blue and reds going, and we're in hot pursuit of you know oh, Elsa cow. cow down the <laughs> road. The reason I remember this so bad is when he stopped really fast, I like slid off, and I landed on my feet on front of the car, but I landed hard. You ever landed so hard on your feet, all of your feet were just in shock waves all the way up through yeah. your leg? It was one of those landings. Yeah, I was like, God, I feel like everything. I broke something, you know? That's what I remember, but yeah, I wish there was footage of some of that stuff. We were in hot pursuit of Elsa or, I don't know, one of the Chick-fil-A chicken cows or something. Chicken I don't cow, know. yeah, probably. <laughs> Old droopy. Yeah. Like we had good times back in those days, man. Oh, back back in the day. I got my back in the day sound. Back to the future. I like it. Just don't put your <laughs> bell bottoms on, we'll be okay. Did have some of those bell bottoms. Hey, some of that shit's coming back in style. I bet you wore like Z Cabaritchie and Jabot jeans, didn't you? I had that with the tight roll on the bottom with the Paisleys. <laughs> you had them too. You had par- Don't lie, you had parachute pants and all that stuff like that. I had a pair of skids. You remember them? No, I remember them on tree torn shoes. Old tree torns, yeah. <laughs> For having younger listeners, y'all have no clue what the hell we're talking about <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know, um, IOU shirts. I had a. Shitload of you know, I, I come from back in little small town, and uh, when I went to high school in the, the big city of the parish, <laughs> I always got crap, man, because, you know, I had kids, tennis shoes, and, you know, I didn't come up with, I, we didn't see Nikes and Adidas and all that all over the place. No, I don't even think that was popular back in the day. Like I said, uh. I remember tree torn. K Swiss. K Swiss. <laughs> well, um, duh. well, guess what? Doc Martens came a little bit after. Penny I loafers. Life. Penny loafers. Everybody, you had to have your penny loafers. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Nike and Adidas and all that stuff became really big till way, way later. Like I, said, I remember, I had a pair of black, uh, a dark navy blue parachute pants. MC Iceman, trying to give Hammer a run for his money. <laughs> No, I was never no, not even close to vanilla ice or anything. <laughs> like and I didn't have no hammer pants. <laughs> I have no rhythm, cannot dance <laughs> at all. That's like a train wreck when you spend a oh, that was, to dance. That was evident in, at Highlander's wedding. Yeah, well, I don't remember that. I was. That's why you couldn't dance because you couldn't <laughs> remember. It, I, that was probably actually my the best. I probably did dance because I don't remember. Poor Highlander at his wedding. Me. And Droopy were uh, in the two p- 
people at the wedding party up there in the Highlander, and they had a limo. By the time we got to the wedding, we were plastered. If you look oh, yeah. at those pictures, we were like holding each other, yep. all of us up, <laughs> all three of us holding each other up up there. We were we were so drunk. And hey, they're still married, but his wife was soon to be wife, and then wife was pissed off. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were yeah. hammered. Up there, so she I had, was mad. Yeah, she was extremely. I don't even remember. Like I said, remember dancing? No, don't remember it. Because if I remembered, I wouldn't have danced. <laughs> <laughs> I do know somebody. Uh, we'll call him the ghost. Uh, every time he gets drunk, he likes to uh, attempt break dancing. I'll tell you who it is later if you don't okay. know. But yeah, he likes to try to break dance every time he gets drunk. That ought to be interesting. Yes. He has a very nice, very nice uh, supple set of man breasts, though, I must say. Some that. moobs? Yes, he has man boobs, and they're, they're very succulent. So, if um, you, I know they most, I don't think he listens, but well, I'll let him know that I mentioned his man boobs. He may come listen. <laughs> <laughs> Just give him some of that unicorn titty milk. And unicorn titty milk is very delicious. The box has, I think it's his first time drinking the peanut butter jelly drink. Oh, dude. That is some good stuff. Telling y'all people, don't matter which brand you get so far, I've noticed. Peanut butter infused whiskey. Old Smokey makes some also. Uh, salted caramel delicious. Old Smokey. Oh, the Give tasty me. watermelon, dude. Salted watermelon, I think it is. I got, I got some. I haven't tried it yet. I got dude, the salted watermelon. That's good. Old Smokey needs to give me a sponsorship and send me free shit. <laughs> What I want <laughs> with my little podcast. You know, uh, my sister lives up that way. And uh, she, she came down about a week or so ago, and she brought me some Old Smoky hand sanitizer in a little pint jar. And it's got big letters on there, do not drink. <laughs> We're talking about do not drink something. <laughs> I'm going to tell oh, you what. jeez. The other day, me and Bam were at uh, local Rouse's. Where we buy most of our alcohol at. They have a very nice selection. Rouse's. Another shout out. One day I get some sponsors. Anyway, this <laughs> shit is called uh, diesel grain alcohol, 190 proof. It has a warning label. I say, well, it doesn't say warning. It says caution on the naked bottle yellow saying, keep away from open flame. Tell you what, I took just a little sip of this shit. If I had Corona, it's dead. Gone. It killed it. This shit burnt from my mouth way into my gut. I could feel it. I know the box too. He, I think he didn't even drink half a cap full of it. You didn't take much. <laughs> and yes, this shit here. I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. Start fires. Run your lawnmower. It's strong as fucking shit. I know it don't taste good at all. But no, it does not. Taste I don't know what you're supposed to mix it with, but. If you haven't, it's going to kill whatever you put on it. So it's, it's bad. It's bad shit. Pretty potent stuff. Anyway, that's called diesel. If you want to die from alcohol poison, go ahead and drink it. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's bad. It's it's really bad. It's, it's stout. Very stout. It's got a cool looking bottle, though. It's my band one. It's got an 18-wheeler on the label. It'll make you shift the gears, all right. Shit some gears. That too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
So you enjoy being a, a resource officer? Now, I so? do, man. It's it's a nice well, change of well, pace. Laid back. You, the school you work at is it a high school or what? Yeah, it's a high school. It ain't one of them rough high schools, though, is it? Nah, it's not. We got good kids. The general part of it. I mean, every you know, you're gonna have your issues. You're gonna have your sure. issues, just like we have our issues. But I don't have issues. You sure? Psychologist said I didn't. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me in the door. But <laughs> they said, "Oh no, it comes ice man." That's <laughs> a crazy motherfucker. Don't do that. I was, I don't know. I'm thinking about you know. I got about four years left. Around I can retire with thirty. I want to do another three years in the drop program. I'm still issuing out if I want to go ahead and try to do my whole entire career on, on motors, finish it off on motors, or or try transferring something else in the last three drop years. I'm not sure yet. You could always be a bailiff. I have bailiff before. Yeah, actually, I won't put this out there. A lot of law enforcement people, especially they don't want to ever bailiff. I got punished one time and made a bailiff in full time for a little while. And actually, I think it should be part of an FTO program, bailiff. And I believe that every road cop should at least spend a month or two every day, not just not the bailiff part of it, but in the courtroom, listening to all these, the civil, not, not just criminal, but civil and the criminal cases, because it will help their report writing so much. Oh, absolutely. You, you will learn what what the lawyers are looking for, what they're going to pick apart, what not to. It, basically, it's going to help your report writing so much just by sitting there paying attention, listening to all these different court cases, even the civil stuff, because you're going to, you know, you're going to write civil shit. Oh, yeah. You probably write more civil shit as a cop than you do. Well, everywhere I've worked, you know, we take oh. civil reports, and uh, you're going to, write more civil stuff than uh, criminal a lot of the time. So I, I think everybody should spend at least two months in the courtroom. That's just my opinion because I think it would help their report writing and even their investigating, investigative skills more because you know what they're looking for. Yeah, and I think a lot of departments put too much emphasis on starting somebody out in corrections where, granted, I mean, you need to be in there because you're going to learn a lot in that area. What helps you dealing with that type of not so, no, don't get me wrong, people. Not everybody in jail is a dirtbag, okay? But it helps you dealing with those type of people, especially if you're dealing with people that are coming on drugs. or And you do have some just shit bags that come to jail, you know? Not everybody is, but you have shit. But it helps you. To me, it helps you learn how to deal with all these different personalities that you're going to deal with. Yeah, and plus you're going to get your frequent flyers. Yes. So you know that if they're coming in while you're working there repeatedly, then the, the odds of dealing with them on the road is going to be there. Yeah, correct. So, you know, you get that aspect of the corrections and you get that aspect of the bailiff and, and you kind of learn. It kind of makes you a, a, a more well-rounded officer. Yeah, I think it rounds them out a lot better. That's my opinion. Then you can get to go play on motors. Being a motorcycle cop is the best thing ever. I don't think you ever tried. You never did motors, did you? I did you try? I tried, and um, it just wasn't me. I didn't it's, care. It's for not it. from everybody. I've seen, you know, a lot of guys come in. I, <laughs> this guy, this person was mentioned with Smokey. He uh, rolls up frying pans with his hands. A big guy. I just saw him at yesterday. Actually, he's a good guy. And. Uh, he tried out for motors. He actually had his own motorcycle after the fact, but I think he lasted 
one. I think he made it one eight hour day in motors. The next day he quit, and he actually had given himself whiplash from because he had never really rode before clutch yeah. and stuff like that. Let me tell you what, people. If you go out, especially in law enforcement, any field, I have more respect for someone that admits that they're not. They they don't want to do something either because they're they they're scared of it or uncomfortable with it, however you want to say it, or they just realize that this is not their niche, what they want to do. I have more respect for somebody that admits that and says it straight out the bat than somebody just going to keep going through it because they're like don't want to be embarrassed or something like that. Because that you put more people's lives, especially in this type of uh, job, in danger. Absolutely. If you're if you're scared of doing something, don't do it. I'd rather you say, hey, this just ain't for me. You don't have to say you're scared. I mean, nervous, however you want to do it. Like I said, have enough balls, be a big enough man to admit it. I have way more respect for somebody than yeah. that's just not going to say it. I mean, I went I was, I was, went through the whole motor school, and the the one thing that I had problems with was the Iron Cross. I never could – I couldn't do the Iron Cross. You got through the keyhole? Yep. And the Iron Cross was giving me problems. I couldn't get the Iron that's Cross. That's crazy. My issue when I was, I was so scared of the keyhole, I fought and fought and fought through it. Did you, you when you went? It was still one week or was it two weeks? It was one week. So that's old school motor school. Yeah. New and against the new guys, they now have eighty hours to do what we all had to learn to do in forty. Yeah. And the keyhole was my nemesis, but I made it. Yeah, it was probably one of the tougher schools I've ever been through. I heard dare school's hard. I believe it is, but motor school was probably one of the most physical schools I've ever been through, mentally and physically, besides uh, SWAT, SRT school. Which, that was some fun days back in the back in the day when I used to do it. I don't know how it is now. I'm, like I said, I'm almost 50. I'm too old to do <laughs> I'm not running with the young guys. You are old. I'm not. I'm not running. You're gonna. Run. You're not that young no more. T- today is the box. It's birthday. Everybody, happy birthday to uh, you. I think what? Forty four, forty five. Forty five. Forty five. I only got four years on. Yeah. I'm not gonna run around with the young guys. SWAT. I know they got some older guys still on it. Hondo. Love you. Seen you the other day. Give you a kiss on the head. I believe. He needs it. He he, he hates it. <laughs> I embarrassed him so bad one time, and this was a, the new nickname I just gave him. Someday. So like I, I said I'd use different nicknames for people, and uh, but we were in a uh, Chinese restaurant one time, and uh, <laughs> we were standing there with a bunch of freaking people. Like that, probably wasn't the most professional thing to do, but it was it was one of my opportune moments. It was be sitting there, he said something, and I just like like. Reached over and like stuck my tongue in his ear. I don't know if you probably never even heard it. I stuck my tongue in his ear <laughs> in the middle of this Chinese restaurant with all these people around. Yes, we were in uniform. This was many, many years ago before the the whole um, I don't know gay marriage and everything was more acceptable. Which hey, I was hoping for a long time ago. I mean, I don't care. It's my podcast. I can say what I want to. But I believe you know if if you're gay, homosexual, whatever you identify yourself as, if you want to marry whoever you're in love with, you should be able to marry them, okay? I mean, so, I'll say right now, my, my, I have my, I don't even know if you know this, my, my son is uh, homosexual, and I have known he was like that since he was three years old, and 
when he came out of the closet, I guess, around, I guess he finally had been when he was about 15 or 16. My response to him was, and he will tell you this, that I told him, I said, okay. And he's like, that's, that's all you got to say. I was like, well, I'm just waiting for you to figure it out. Yeah, because you'd known for a while. Yeah, he was born like that. I mean, I love my kid. But anyway, what's that word I like to use? I hear all these other people say, I digress. I can't even spell that shit, but I just said it. Using the big words, Dan. I don't know. I hear other people on other podcasts say it, and I was like, fuck that word. I'm just going to use this. I digress. I digress. I mean, I'm just off the fucking topic altogether. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about before I went off? I don't remember. God. Oh, yeah. I had, I stuck my tongue oh, yeah. in Hondo's, Hondo's ear in the middle of a Chinese restaurant. This motherfucker. We've been friends for a long time. You, you'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, used to work for him at a university, with, work with him at a university. Okay. And uh, <laughs> he wanted to punch me so bad. He fucking turned about as, as red as red could be. <laughs> we got outside and it's like, you motherfucker, what the hell are you doing? I couldn't help myself. I said, he's just seen a look on all the people's fucking faces. <laughs> I think we were like from the fucking village people singing YMCA or something like that. You saw two motor coffins, tall leather boots and shit on. It bothered me none. I thought it was hilarious. But I just saw him the other day. It's been shit. Probably the first time in probably a good six months or more I had seen him, so... I haven't I haven't seen him in a while. He still looks to me he looks exactly the same. He's just a bald headed sexy motherfucker. He's got one of those faces only a mom can love. Yeah, yeah, he is. Well, at least he he does shave his head completely now. I don't know if you remember one time he was still in that phase where he was having hair and he had he looked kind of like fucking alfalfa. He just had this like kind of little comb over yeah. going on. Yeah, he just he shaves it all off now. Thank I, God. I actually was bald headed not too long ago. Were you? Yes. Well, I couldn't get the, the, I got the Corona cut because we couldn't get a fucking haircut. So I had to. So Bam hooked you up? Uh, we went like straight razor on that motherfucker. Like, like shiny ball headed. Oh, geez. The uh, little yeah. Kojak. Yeah. You got a picture of that to show him? It, 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 it's quite the sight. I was almost thinking about going back to it, though, because I'm, I'm like receding here. You're, yeah. Yours are still thick. I'm just kind of. Yeah, but dude, this you, little, you're going to get sunburned, dude. <laughs> No, I got a beanie time. thing I wear on it. Oh, do you? Yeah, underneath my helmet, I wear a little beanie thing. So I can have the goatee and the bald head. Long time ago, I said this on another one where I used to work at. Uh, I got told from we, we were working under the same sheriff at the time. I shaved my head bald, and he saw me and told me to grow my fucking, not, he didn't cuss because he was religious, but he told me to grow my hair back. He says I was mean, too mean looking, and I got enough complaints with hair. <laughs> and without hair. That doesn't surprise me at all. God, but being bald was kind of great. I, I mean, well, dude, you know, I don't have I, to brush it. When I heard <laughs> like you had that. the podcast going, I was like, what? And, and then when I realized that I was like, whoa, I said, man, I said. And when you figured out who it was, you, you were thinking you knew who it was, but yeah. you weren't quite sure. Well, the first time I heard it, I was like, don't say my mm, name. That might be him. But your accent was kind of funny. I don't have an accent. So when I talked, when 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 Bam cleared everything up for me, I was like, "That makes sense." But man, I, I ladies and gentlemen, he got the, the Ice Man is a legit name for this guy because I can tell you, 
there was days that you would walk by and you'd look at him. He was just so emotionless. He's just like a tree standing there. But he had your back. man, to you. <laughs> Turned up. No, play it again. There you go. Mr. Iceman to you. Mr. Iceman. That's right. Everybody's like, that's not the Iceman from Top Gun, people. Please, no. We had a discussion on the other one. No, Val Kilmer's a lot more cuter. Way cuter. I don't know. If we, I don't know. That's not seeing him. He's pretty fat, oh, too. Oh, dude, so. I, I, I worked with him on a movie set one time, and this has been a few years ago, and he's not the old Val Kilmer from Top Gun anymore. No, no. Well, I'm, I'm sure not the... I pulled out an old uniform and done like I fit in this shit. <laughs> like they ain't no, like from like my when I first started, I'm like I think I had like a, a, a twenty eight inch, thirty inch waist or something like that. And I'm like, what the hell? When did I fit in these little kids' pants? I'm like, no, that's not gonna work no more. Not anymore. I had a jacket. I just tried to the jacket with him fit. I'm like, no. Fat guy in a little coat. Yes, yes. Tell you what, I had to had clothes adjusted. Actually, I got a new uniform shirt, and I guess I thought I was fatter than what I was because it's actually too big for me. Wow! Yeah, I cannot. Congratulations! Three X is too big for the Ice Man. I'm in a two X right now, but I'm working on it. Going back down to my one X. I'd like to be about. I don't know, 245, 250-ish, I feel good at. I need to lose about 25 pounds. There you go. I need so, to lose about 40. Well, according to the, the the weight scale thing, you know, I am morbidly obese. Yeah, I am too. You know, I'm supposed to weigh like 180 pounds. Yeah, which is. That's what I weighed when I graduated high school. And if I showed you some pictures, I looked like I was so skinny, I looked like I was on crack. I mean, I was that skinny. I was like, I've seen pictures. I was like, God, I've even had people I like didn't see for years, and you know, they, well, when they did to me, like, you're a cop. I'm like, yeah, why? Well, like, well, we figured you'd be in jail. <laughs> I'm like, well, I went. Well, I made a U-turn out there. I, I never knew. I mean, did you, you go to school locally? Uh, most of the time, yeah. But I mean, I say then I was, I was, I was kind of a rebellious child, and me and my dad did not get along so i say I, I say it was keep us from killing each other but it was probably to keep him from killing me to be honest <laughs> with you I, I i moved in they didn't ship me off but i moved i ended up moving uh to the new orleans area okay and graduated high school up there I lived with my grandparents it was probably the better better thing and um just because I, I, I was one of them kids you know i knew everything you know, my parents were stupid, and then you grow up and you turn into your parents. Yeah, realized almost. that you were stupid. And <laughs> almost, almost, yeah. But I mean, I was stupid. I still out here. It's like, God, that's what my parents used to say. <laughs> so when did so? I know when we met. When did you and Highlander meet? Was that the same time, or did y'all know each other prior? Mm -hmm. if, when he he became a reserve officer because he had still still owned that business at the time. Yeah, and he was a reserve officer, and we actually I met him. Is I went to his business to uh, serve a warrant on a guy that was working there. Couldn't find out. They said the people in the back lied to me, but I kind of we laughed about it later. They, they had a big roll of linoleum back there, uh -huh. 
And the guy got inside that roll in the linoleum. He was inside of it. Oh, wow. Like in, but I like met, I met uh, Highlander. Where I hung out in his shop back there where it's not air conditioned in the middle of summer. I hung out there for like an hour and a half talking. And this dude. In, <laughs> in the role the whole time. And that dude was in that role the whole time. Cooking his ass off. So, so he had a, yeah, it was big. He's like, he's like, I thought I was going to die up in there. You know? I mean, it, was, it wasn't even like, it wasn't a felony warrant or nothing like that. You know, but I was young back in the day, you know, I wanted to arrest everybody, everybody. you know. Oh, is that a marijuana seed? You're going to jail. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look. You got a little, uh, little shavings in your car. You go, you didn't really vacuum that shit out now, you know. It's like, fucking don't smoke weed in your car. Tell me, stop smoking weed in your car. Shit stinks. I can smell you when you're going down the road. Jeez. I can know you go to jail for it. Yeah. Now, now it's like, yeah, whatever. A little slap. Don't do this again. Here's your speeding ticket. That's it. Yeah, okay. I think I heard you talking about your, uh, what you're, you're a, uh, did you say you're a 15 guy or a 10 guy? No, I'm a 10 guy. I'm a straight up 10 guy. What are you? Um, it depends. If I'm in the subdivisions, it's usually around eight. I'm 10 all the time. And then if it's out on like the main highway, um, I'm somewhere around 12 to 15. To me, it's a lot to do with the weather. Well, the other day. You're on a motor, so I know. That's right. I wrote tickets Friday. Finally, after how many months, I finally wrote a ticket. I looked at my partner, Todd. He looked at me after I finished writing this guy. He says, you feel better now? I said, I feel like a crackhead getting my first hit coming straight out of rehab. <laughs> I guess that's a bad, I shouldn't say that shit. But Probably that, I was like, like, fuck, I was like, oh, I felt so good. The guy thanked me. I could actually put the guy in jail. I pulled him over. He was doing Doing 63 and a 45. Dude, I had one do 60 and a 35 the other day. And I'm like, do you not see the signs? Oh, I'm not from around here. I'm sorry. Does our speed limit signs look different? The speed limit signs in Louisiana are on a white reflective background with black black writing. Can't miss them. It's kind of nation. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's like, what's bad about it is, (laughs) this guy actually said he thanked me, even though I wrote him two tickets. He had a suspended pseudo license. Wow. Yeah. For any civilians out there, you don't know, a studio license like a Class P. That's somebody who's never had a driver's license, but they get a ticket. So the state assigns you a, a number, even though you've just so they can have a record or keeping them put it somewhere. So he had a suspended, non, non real no, no, not license. even real driver's license, <laughs> which you can go to jail for driving under suspension. I had somebody, yeah. but bro, he was not, he, but you know what? Did he, I gave him a speeding ticket and a driver's suspension ticket, but I let somebody come get him, which I could have towed the car and stuff. It's like, but the guy was honest with me the whole time. And I tell people all the time, look, do you have a driver's license? No. What's the main thing you get? Oh, I forgot it at home. All the time. I'm like, did you forget it at home or are you suspended? Just be honest with me because I'm going to find out. I mean, come on, people. It's like, oh, suspended. It's so much easier. Just tell oh, me yeah. the truth. Tell me the truth. Do you have It warrants? saves a lot of time and. You have warrants? No, I don't have warrants. If you have a warrant, let me know ahead of time. Maybe we can work something out. I mean, if it's, you know, some little misdemeanor, I don't want to, you know, run you in on, you know, some misdemeanor warrant, especially right now. Yeah. 
they can tell you. So I got to write tickets again. I'm, I'm so happy. I, I, I like writing tickets. And when a ticket match comes on here, so let me tell you what. I write tickets not to, like, cost people money. You never know whose life. I might have just saved somebody else's life by stopping this person from writing a ticket because they could have gotten a crash, hurt themselves, or hurt somebody else up the road. That's my point of it. And that's just part of the job I like. Yeah, I mean, we've worked enough fatality crashes that, that, that speed has had some kind of factoring into. Oh, I've seen that and uh, drug-related crashes, drunk crashes. Oh, yeah. I had one one time. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I call them guide wires. You know I'm talking about comes off the power poles. Oh, yeah, they help support the pole. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a call one night that a vehicle was sitting on the guide wire. So, like, 45 degree angle, just sitting up there. And I get there and... There's a little balance in that. Yeah. You know, you're trying to figure out how in the world did it get up there. And uh, the driver's walking around dazed and confused, didn't have a clue. Drunk? Drunk, as can be. Two o'clock in the morning, and you're trying to figure out how in the world did your car get up there? I'll try to keep my stories lighter. I want just Thursday. I did uh, work a D. Oh, I didn't work it. I was one of the responding people to it. The state police ended up working the crash. But it was a two vehicle crash, DWI, head on. Well, of course, the, you know, of course, the drunk, you know, he, he I think he, he, he lost two teeth. Yeah. You know, but Has they were. Scratch over the eyebrow or something like that. There was an entire. Family, there was it was a dad. It was a grandpa, a dad, the daughter, and I think another uncle. All four in this car. All four people in this car were dead. Wiped out half this family in one crash, and this dude knocked out two of his dad. He was out walking around on this crash, and everybody, all four people in that car were dead. I mean. And I guarantee you he probably did. Even if he did do some time, which I don't know, so I didn't. I was there. There's a responding officer. The the state worked. I mean, even if this guy got five, even if he got ten years, does that make up for four lives? Yeah. What? And what was bad? This was like this dude's fourth or fifth DWI. It wasn't even his first. Well, you know, I mean, when I was working in the jail, I think we had a guy that had come in there one time, and, and you might be familiar with him, but I think he was on, like, number seven. Was it a, a white guy with yeah. a blonde mullet type? No, it, it was uh, – he had short brown hair. I think I know what you're talking – who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, he was a, one of them frequent flyers. Yeah, and it was like seventh offense DWI, and, you're, and you sat there and you're trying to figure out how in the world – because, I mean, again, for the civilians – you can only count DWIs if there's a conviction. Yep. So he's been convicted six times, and he got arrested for his seventh offense. But the problem is, is someone I'm not talking bad about no certain DAs or anything. I'm talking in general. A lot of you know, it's just from being doing this shit for 25 years. A lot of these things, it's easier or it's cheaper for the. Um, Parish or government, I mean the district attorney's office, whatever, to uh, plead them down yep. a lot of the time. So I mean, because he, I mean, you should know people 
trials are expensive. Oh yeah, very. I mean, even for the government. I mean, you're talking about you know, like the these uh, death penalty trials. You don't know. Y'all have no clue how much that costs. Just you, the government itself would. Oh, they're they're outrageously expensive. So I mean, so a lot of times it's just cheaper. Unfortunately, like I said, things like that slip through the crack. They go to their classes. They do, you know, they got them little breathalyzer things in the cars, which I've seen. You know, they got a blow in it to keep it. Yeah, a little it. interlock device yeah. thing. But it's like you got some that slip through the crack. I mean, don't drink and drive. It's dangerous. Don't drink. But what's that the commercial they have? Don't buzz drink driving is drunk driving. Yes. Don't do that either. Nowadays, you got to watch more people hopped up on some type of drug driving. I mean, oh, like yeah. Opioids. Well, opioids, is, I don't know if it's as big as it was. It's a lot of it's very big shooting fucking heroin and fucking meth now. Meth ain't as big as it was. They're been shooting fucking heroin now, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, y'all, y'all it carry, goes through waves. Y'all, y'all carry Narcan out where y'all are? No, not right now. No, we, we don't have it either. I was meant to talk to the sheriff about that. So we had a rash of ODs not too long ago, but they were remember, way down. Yeah, I remember him hearing about that. Yeah, I mean, we, they were just, it must have been a bad batch come out or something. So, they were not all serious and shit. Fuck, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> One, Change the mood. Change of the mood. Like I said, back to writing tickets. The other day when I stopped and talked to you, that's what you were doing was writing tickets. Yeah. The units you have, I'm sure it was was very. Nobody knew you were sitting there. No, no, it's very inconspicuous. <laughs> Fuck the his fucking unit is like loud. I'm gonna tell you, and not from the stereo system. <laughs> it's loud. I think it was. It used to be a dare unit or no. what? No, it's just a SRO it's unit. It's just SRO unit. Oh, it's loud. Can't it's miss like it. Like striped. <laughs> just but the funny thing is, you know. Because I live a, a little bit away uh, from from where I work. Well, me and you live around yeah. the same area, and we work almost, almost in the same, in the same area. area. But, I mean, and we were talking about this. It's like I go up the interstate, and I'm getting past like I'm sitting still. And I, there's police yes. blazed on the side of that unit bigger than day. And they just, like I'm sitting still, yeah. they're just blowing me by. I have a, like I said, I have a fully marked unit also, bar lights and stuff on top of it. I can ride, drive my Unit home, and I'll be going down the interstate, and they just they pass me like I'm not even there. What's funny is if I'm on that police motorcycle, it's a whole different story. I'm not even jurisdiction that day. I said they don't know, but them motherfuckers will fucking lock their brakes up when they realize they're about to pass. You know, and they'll be going to pass me, and I'll just turn around and look at the car about to pass me. You'll think you know they'll slow down. It's like people are more intimidated or worried about that police motorcycle than they are in that police car. So that's a weird. That's just a weird thing. Well, of course, had, you know, back in the day, I had a T-shirt that said "Motor cops even scare other cops." So <laughs> okay, we're badass. <laughs> motor cops are cool. Sometimes cool. Not everybody can be a motor cop. We can get your heads through the door. Yeah. Well, I had that. I had that. Special Beetlejuice powder. I had to shrink mine back now. <laughs> to get my head smaller. I just, I don't know. Just, I've been, like I said, been a motor cop for right at 20 freaking years now. I'm one of the. When did you get, when guys. did you start on the motors? I'm believing it. 
I'm thinking it was 2000, but it, somebody was telling me it was before that, so I don't know. So that's about the time. So then we probably went through motor school about the same time. Well, I went through. You were working for a university at the time? Yeah. Okay. I was, I was before you then. I was, because uh, I went to uh, a former chief of, well, he was a chief of police at the time, and another guy, he, he passed away since then, taught mine. It was at a old Belmont Hotel in Baton Rouge where we went to motor school. At. And, uh, I've, had, I've had to go over there a couple times. That don't, it's not there no more. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I remember when uh, Hondo and um, teaching in school. Yeah, go over there and because um, that was a bad parking lot too. You know, uh, and and I don't know what we're gonna call him, but Hondo's buddy that that came with him. Uh, we'll call him. Uh, can't give him that. We are. He's got that nickname. So I want to use it. What's he do now? I don't know. I well, needless to say, he was he was instructing that day, and uh, you know how that old parking lot was over yeah. there. I don't know if he hit a pothole or whatever, but he took a he took a flight, and uh, I had to go pick him up. I think he ended up breaking his arm or something. He he's broke several things. He broke his uh he broke his ankle when during my motor school. Him and uh about uh. Baton Rouge City Motor Cop was out there. Uh, they, those initials are DW. And, mm-hmm. You know, he's a well, he's out in motors no for, more unfortunately. Talking, you noticed? Know, yeah. This dude ride a motorcycle makes it's beautiful. Oh, dude, he was he was total class and act on the motor. The other guy we're talking about, we didn't make, have a nickname for right now, is uh, when it broke itself that broke his leg and mine and his arm over there. But this guy, he. He's one of them guys that can ride the shit out of a motorcycle, too. Of course, he's one of them motherfuckers that it don't matter whatever he does. is always done perfect. He's oh, yeah. good at he's it. He's flawless. It's like, motherfucker. <laughs> Got to bust my ass trying to be halfway decent or something. He's like, you know. He's just out there frolicking through the daisies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he farts, it smells like rainbows and unicorns or something. You know. It don't even stink. I mean, he's just one of them type of people. He's like, everything he does, it, it's always great. So, I don't have that. I have to. I don't think I'm really just perfect at anything. I have to work out, work at it. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm good at pissing people. Off. Yeah, and you're, and you're good at having that resting asshole face. Did you? Yes, yeah, my wrath, wrath. That, that, but I was born with the wrath. I'm gonna. I got a rant from today. Okay. Ah shit! Here we go again. That's right, going again. Rant from today or was it yesterday? I don't know. I wasn't even on duty. These stupid motherfuckers. People that like see you coming and pull out fucking right in front of you. Oh. If I wasn't paying attention, I'd have hit. This motherfucker was in this piece of shit fucking truck. Uh, probably didn't have no fucking insurance. Pulled right out in front of me and a wife. We were going to town. So, you know, I laid on my horn. Which was pretty good because usually I done rolled the window down and done, done told them, you know, wave the number one symbol out yeah, of and shit give like that. One that. finger salute. Yeah. And tell them about himself. I just beat 20. This stupid motherfucker. Then after he pulls us and cuts us off and I'm through traffic 
Then he just stops because now he wants to make uh, get in the other lane so he can make a right turn. It's like, really fucking? I mean, this dude motherfucker had traffic all backed up in his fucking $2 fucking truck and his wife beater fucking T-shirt on. He got my dumb ass of the fucking award for the weekend for sure. Yeah, stupid motherfucker. I think he only had like two teeth left in his mouth or somebody. He should have went to the Dollar Tree and bought a fucking toothbrush. <laughs> you piece of shit motherfucker. Your little white fucking long Dotson or whatever the fuck you were driving. No insurance. Dotson? Well, uh, it was a piece. I don't know. It was such a fucking piece of shit. Dotson might be fucking. Ooh, you went way back on that one. Yes. It might, that might be a good thing for him. I don't know. It, this stupid motherfucker it just pissed me off. That doesn't take much. Well, no, lately I'm, I'm I'm a lot better now. Don't stop shaking your head, sound engineer. She she's very opinionated. Well, she probably has the right to be. All right. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, real quick, and we'll be right back. Stand by. We interrupt this program for an important announcement, ladies and gentlemen. Are you standing by? A very important message is coming. Are you still standing by? We interrupt for this breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. There's a podcast that happens on Saturday night that you need to know about. All right, can I get out of serious mode? Let's go to Goofy. Okay. Make sure to listen to Louisiana Saturday Night. Robert and April are your hosts, and they talk a lot about current events. And occasionally they'll have a guest and include them on the conversation. It's raw, it's blunt, and explicit. (laughs) Well, if there is one thing I know, and that is I like dirty. Uh, Anyway. It's for anyone who wants to have fun and not take life so seriously. And God knows we need that these days. Robert and April on Louisiana Saturday Night. Check them out at louisianasaturdaynight.podbean.com. All right, we're back from break. I can't read. (laughs) I got my glasses on. He wanted to know if I was cooperating with the Iceman. Yes. Everybody comes on. Robert and April are great. Uh, April's going to be having a true crime podcast coming out soon. Nice. I like true crime podcasts. They're extremely popular. Well, you know, I was listening to one. I think I told you about this. There's a, a guy in Mississippi. Um, he was arrested for a quadruple homicide, and he has been tried six times. And the U.S. Supreme Court just overturned the sixth trial. Ain't that once you've been tried and found exonerated or whatever, it's kind of double jeopardy or well, something like that? from what I understand, what, the, what they overturned was is that uh, the DA in that area kept going for all-white juries. The, 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 uh, the suspect was a black male, and he kept stacking the deck against him. And every time that they would convict him, he would appeal. They would overturn it. Well, it finally made its way up to the state, to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they overturned the sixth conviction. So this dude's been in jail for 23 years. And ain't been found guilty. And has yet. never been found guilty. Wow. And they finally, just past December, they finally gave him a bond. And he's been out now since December for the first time in 23 years. And they're trying to figure out if they're going to try him a seventh time. I'll let it go. Let it go at this point. Yeah. I mean, so they must not have enough evidence to try and stack the jury on. Them. I, That's dude, what it it's, sounds it's, like. It's, uh, 
it's a the Delta in Mississippi. It's it's kind of like up in that I fifty five corridor between Jackson and Memphis. Did you, um, you watch American Idol? Mm, Not American Idol. I mean, you know, America's Got Talent. Sometimes. You haven't seen the new new one that just started? Oh, are you talking about with the guy from Baton Rouge? The Louisiana guy that... Yeah, Archie Williams. 37 years in prison and they yep. found out it wasn't him. Yep. Dude's got to have some mental fortitude wow, to dude. do 37 years in Angola knowing... That you were innocent the entire time and nobody believed in you. Yep. You got half the mental fortitude. And that and dude apparently learned how to sing somewhere because he sure yeah. blew their socks yes. off on the show. Yes, he was good. But hats off to that dude that oh, had the mental fortitude to do 37 years in Angola, which that's not easy time. Nope, not at all. And still to come out with the attitude that he has. Because I'll I'd, I'd, I'd tell you what, if I did 37 years or something, I didn't come out. I'll be one spiteful motherfucker. I'm going to tell you that right now. You know what I just saw, too? Speaking of Angola, the the former warden. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, one of them just got, well, assistant warden. Some just got arrested or whatnot. This was the, the former warden, the, big, the, the uh, old man that, oh, yeah, that yeah. everybody knew. Yeah. Yeah, he just became Mississippi's head, state head of corrections. Yeah. And I'm like, Wow. Well, he actually, if we're talking about the same one, he actually cleaned up Angola quite a bit. He did. So. But I, I think he ended up getting forced out, I think. I think was. so. I'm not sure Well, it was. But I know, I've been on uh, quite a few tours, like, with some, a motorcycle group and stuff I was with, law enforcement. So mm-hmm. we actually got a little bit more tour than the regular people. Nice. And uh, every time we went up there, I mean, so. He cleaned up a lot. He was like really pretty religious himself, too. And yeah. they had him build churches and stuff like that. So I, I've only been nice. up there for the rodeo. I, I haven't. Oh, no. Last time I went through, uh, I think he, he died. Now. Derek Todd Lee was still on death row. They actually brought us down death row. Oh, wow. With with the inmates and stuff, the new one they built and stuff like that. So, yeah. So you see him in the cells and stuff. That's interesting. So yeah, well, like I said, we got we got the big tour. We went there where they the table where they did the lethal injections and all. That oh stuff. wow, that'd be interesting to see. It was quite cool. Tried to get somebody to lay down on it. But <laughs> lay on the table. <laughs> lay on the table. Let me take a picture. Not laying on that damn table. Look, we always do it in the news section. Well, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Uh, it's really not a funny one. It's the the elephant in the room. Oh yeah! Right now, everybody's talking about the uh, George Floyd incident. Uh, was that in Minnesota? Yeah, I believe Minneapolis. No, Minneapolis. It's but, still Minnesota. No, it's a, You're not gonna tell me like Las Vegas is in California or something, are you? I don't know. I've never been to Las Vegas. Neither have I. So I want to go one day. Maybe I'm a big gambler though. I'm not either. I. Like to see that just like wants to put my eyes on it, and I'd probably end up going out to like Red Rock or well, they have Grand Canyon or somewhere. Like fancy restaurants. I would probably just eat. Yeah, that's what you need to do is eat. Yeah, you're just talking about your uniform. Yeah, well, I've, I've actually been like I said watching what I've been eating. I actually think I've lost some weight because duty belts are unforgiving. You Very. can tell when you gain weight. Yes, they don't stretch. But that part of news. Uh, the wife shared me something earlier. It says, 
And I do agree with it. It says, do you know who hates bad cops worse than anybody else? And that's the good cops. And that's the truth. Absolutely. Uh, I do not agree one little smidgen of what, how they acted, what they did with that man. From what I've seen, what I know, like I said, I don't, I wasn't there, but there's four of them. They could have easily got him up and put him in a vehicle. There was no need to do what they did. No, none whatsoever. But on the second hand, I, I agree with everybody's civil liberties. You can protest all you want. Please do. We've had protests in Louisiana in two major cities here. And, they had one today on Facebook, and guess what? Nothing got burnt down. I don't even think there was any Everything, disorderly. No, no one was arrested. Everything was peaceful. Uh, everything else. There's no reason. What did Target do to <laughs> anybody? Nothing. Nothing. They they burning down Targets. They're they're burning down all these. They're burning down your own communities. And and I saw a video. I've been watching lots of videos. This this person comes out of one of the stores with a big screen TV and like sheets and comforters and stuff. So, I mean, what does that got to do with this poor guy that got killed and murdered? Nothing. I'm what, so you can watch the news article on TV with clean sheets now. I mean, that's just people using this poor man's death and all of this. So they can go out and rob and steal stuff, which they'd probably just done anyway. Well, you mean, I think we were talking about it earlier about, you know, the, the CNN building in Atlanta. Yeah, CNN. I've seen several. I, I, they, in Atlanta, Georgia, where this well, far from happening, they, the rioters, I'm not saying any protesters, these people are rioting, went up and they, the cops actually had to form a line inside the building to keep the, the people out of it. They were smashing the windows out and... and Painting the building, they were attacking CNN. CNN, who basically don't even like cops, from what I understand. I mean, I don't watch CNN. I, I don't. I don't watch. I tell the truth, I don't even watch Fox News much anymore. Like all of it, all of it pisses me off after time. So yeah, I just don't watch it. And uh, but they're attacking CNN. It's like that's the network that. After everybody, and one of the things I, I wish I'd have done, I didn't have time today, but I was going to do a sound bite on it. The CNN report that was in the building was like, he, I just can't believe this. I just can't believe it. He says they're not one. He, this, this reporter actually said, and I'm quoting as best as I can remember, said that not one of the people outside of that building had, had said anything about George Floyd, and they were laughing as they were throwing stuff at the cops and stuff. These these people like that, they're not out there to to protest this man's murder. They're they're just out there trying to cause trouble. Well, I mean, I, th I know we we talked about one incident, but there was the uh, store owner in Dallas. You know, he's sitting there trying to protect his his livelihood, and they bring him out into the street and they kick him, they they stone him with big rocks and stuff, and they just leave him in a clump down the road, man. And and they're all walking up to him and kicking. I mean, what is that? That man's just trying to protect his livelihood, put food on his table for his family, and they're going to sit there and do that to him. Some of these people, they say, blaming this the, the, the racist white cops killing the black man. Yes, it was a white cop, 
white man died. There's incidents all over the United States every day where, you know, they've had incidents recently where a black cop has killed a black person. I hadn't seen the protest on that because it's not newsworthy for a lot of these news companies. Trust me, like me and the boss were talking earlier, if you buy a whole flat of strawberries or a bushel of apples or however you want not every one of those apples, not every one of them strawberries is going to be good. Yeah. You're going to have bad ones up in there somewhere. It's just like in any profession. Not all McDonald's employees are going to be good. You're going to have the rude ones. You're going to have the one that spits in your food. You're going to, every profession you're, going have, profession, you're going to have some type of bad people in it. Unfortunately, when we have bad people in ours, it's it's worse than other other stuff. I mean, oh, it's magnified do, ten times. Do not mistake me saying it's the same thing as you know this man dying is me getting my food spit in. It's not the same thing. I'm just trying to make the point where you have bad people in every profession. I hate bad cops. Hey, string this dude up, put him in prison where he belongs. He shouldn't be in law enforcement. But to generalize all law enforcement as being racist and want to kill black people, I, I know I have, like I said, I've said this before, another one, I've never in my 25-year career got up, got dressed, put my uniform and duty belt on saying, you know what, man, I sure hope I can kill somebody today. Never have done that. Nah, that's I've just- never, no, I'm knocking on this. I've never had to take another human being's life in the line of duty or anywhere. And hopefully I can finish off my career and never have to do it. And I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Oh, absolutely. And most everybody I know and associate myself with the same way. I don't know. I don't want to have to do that. I mean, if, like I said, if it comes down to it, I mean, I have to, I will. But do I want to? No. When I go to work, I sure in the hell don't want to have to do that. I don't want to put myself through it. I don't want to put my, my family through it, my department I work for. I don't want to put anybody through it. I don't want to have to, you know, be the reason where some some mom don't have her son or husband coming home yeah. or something like that. I don't want that on me. So do do you protest? Do it peacefully. There's no reason, you know, y'all are hurting people that don't deserve to be hurt, the people out there. Hell, a poor horse got hit in the face with a brick. What the hell does poor horse do to somebody? It's just it's crazy times, man. Crazy times. Yes. It is. My 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 son lives in in a, in somewhere in Texas, and uh, he said, and I told my son he wanted to go out to one and protest. I'm like, son, I said, I said you're the epitome of a white person, blonde hair and blue eyes. I said, I said I don't care what side you on, you know. But you have people, even if you're being peacefully protesting, which I said I don't mind, I don't care what you do. I said, but in the area you're in. They have people out there, they're just going to look at the color of your skin being white. It may attack on you, you know. So you need to be careful. Because they got people out there that they don't, they're not out there doing this because of what happened. They're just doing it for the sheer fact that they like to call it chaos. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Anyway, we can get off of that. Like I said, that was the white elephant in the room with the news stuff. Uh, did totally disagree that cop, they arrested him. He, he needs to pay for what he did. He made bad choices, bad decisions. I can't say if he if he did it because he was a racist or why. I don't know why he did it. I'm not going to speculate on it. 
but it was wrong. I wouldn't have done it. He should have. They should have. Four of them should have picked them up and put them in a the car. So they have to pay for their consequences. But all these businesses and there's the people out there, they didn't do it. So um, I don't think I have a big enough audience to make a difference. But you know, just don't do it. I mean, come on, people. Like I said, protest, please. I, I if you're protesting peacefully and you know, in, in my area, I'll get out and 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 block and you know, make sure traffic don't run over you or whatever. Absolutely, you need to be, and escort you if you need to, but as long as you're doing peacefully. And and that's the thing, you know. I mean, and I think I can speak for both of us. You know, like you said, the good cops, they don't want a bad cop at all. No. I don't want to work with one. I don't want to have to rely on one. Um, we're there to protect and serve. That's what we do. That's why we took the oath. That's why we're. That's why we put that uniform on and and we get up and we we leave our families to go out and protect other families. Yeah, there's several times you know you don't hear about news that law enforcement people or cops and stuff that have got hurt or died protecting people that. I don't even like them. Yeah. It happens. That's what I mean. I hope it don't happen. I hope I don't have to do that. But if it comes down to it, I'll do that. My wife knows I'll do that. And uh told somebody not recently in a parade, you know, she's like, I ain't shaking your hand because I, I like it. When, I, when I'm in a parade, I like to drive on my motorcycle. I drive slow against crowd, and I'll give high fives to every single person out there if I, it's possible for me to and this woman she just totally refused to like I like had the plague and uh did you put deodorant on that day I had deodorant on and I had gloves on because I always wear gloves when I do that because I'm, a lot of the little kids like giving you high fives oh they love it dude. You they don't, love when those motor guys come to in parades they have Cheeto fingers yeah and nacho cheese boogers on their fingers and everything else so cotton candy sticky yes it's sticky so I always wear gloves but this this was a, a I say she was a twenty something year old female and she was like I said I said it's fine I said you ain't got to shake my hand I said but I told looked at her straight in her eyes I says if you ever need me call me and I'll come help you I don't care if you shake my hand or not and I, I mean it was a true statement I, I'll do that you know I don't care if you like me or not I'm, you need my help I'm going to help you so it is what it is like I said I stop burning the cities down it's not helping anything I think his family even came out today I believe or maybe yesterday evening and, and told him you know this is not he wouldn't want this and no, we don't I'm, want this and be peaceful about it and well they had that one video i saw they saying you know it was a, a just poor just poor older black gentleman was in the street basically crying and begging they burned his business down yeah i think he was like a retired firefighter that had opened up something and now what did he have to do with it yeah I mean, he was a he was a black gentleman with a business. Y'all burnt this man's livelihood down for what? What did he have to do with the 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 whole thing? Nothing, nothing, <laughs> and, at, and all. nothing at all. This poor man. I mean, y'all y'all not helping. I think those, those people aren't. They're, they're they're just looking for an excuse to do it anyway. And then you got to wonder, like these large corporations. You know, if you go through there and. You burn their buildings down and you, and you destroy all their property and all. Why would they want to come back? Oh, like like the uh, like that Target. Yeah. Why would why would I you want to? 
how many millions of dollars worth of merchandise was in there that's going now? And plus, I think the video I saw, I don't think they burnt Target, but I think they had a couple inches of water inside of it or something like that. I mean, well, I mean even like the, the, the courthouse in Nashville, they, they, they set it on fire last night. So now you've got vital records for families all over that area that are, that are gone now, you know, and, and that's it. why. And what did they have to do with it in Nashville? I mean, you, you got a, Atlanta firefighters are getting pelted with cinder blocks. They're having to wear bulletproof vests to go put fires out because they're getting shot at the whole time. The people are supposed to like the firemen more than us. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, firemen can arrest you. Anyway, off of that subject, I'm, I hate seriousness. But sometimes you can't help yourself with the seriousness. So... I know the box has cake to eat coming up soon. I don't know what kind of what flavor cake you got for your birthday. I'm not sure. It was a surprise. I know the cake's purple and gold, though. You're, you're just a big LSU fan. I didn't know you still had ringback tones. I had <laughs> like, Dude, that's been on there for years. I was like, they still, they still fucking have that? And the funny thing about it is I get people to call me, and they'll be, oh, man, I love your ring back down. And I'm sitting there going, okay, which one is it? Because I usually had a couple of them. Oh, and, I didn't know um, you still had it. I don't even know if you can still get it. I, do, like, I had it set on for like uh, when people would call me on Mondays, it would play the Looney Tunes theme song. I don't know how you even get that anymore. I, it's a pain to put it on this. And I just got this phone a couple of weeks ago, and I'm having to figure it out. I, I, ain't, I ain't doing all that. If anybody calls me. You're just going to get the regular ringtone. Ring, ring. Because I, I would, I did have that one time, and uh, I think it was some Ozzy Osbourne song, my personal phone, and uh, the sheriff I worked for at the time called me for some reason and told me it was inappropriate to take it off. So, what you going to do? Took it off. He he was not an Ozzy Osbourne. I think it was Crazy Trainer or some <laughs> shit like that. It's my damn phone. I paid for it, but the man signed my fucking paycheck. So that's it. Took it off just like I grew my hair back. So <laughs> I just I think you need to shave it. Uh, I've been thinking about it. I'm just glad I, I'm allowed to have facial hair now, a little goatee. Because I spent you know twenty something years twenty. Three and a half years or so. Good. Oh, yeah. Use a baby face. All I could have was a, a mustache, and I looked very, uh, <laughs> I looked very, uh, uh Hispanic <laughs> just a, one of my mustaches. Stop laughing. Oh, dude, we could put you and Hondo next to each other. <laughs> no, my head's way fucking bigger than his. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. I got his is a lot more shinier. Yeah, I got a big head. Now he's got them them those crystal blue eyes that just make you want to melt. That's why I licked him in the ears. His blue eyes. He's pretty blue eyes. <laughs> just fucking with you. I will tell you this story about him. You, you know he did uh, a couple tours in Iraq. Oh yeah. Well, the first time he got back, <laughs> we had stopped and needed this Mexican restaurant. It's not even there anymore, but. They always used to set us up in the back, and they had, they had that this this apple pie they brought out on this sizzling platter with this ice cream on it, and this I don't know what kind of cream or whatever stuff. It, it was like probably like a trillion calories, but it was yummy. And we anyway we 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 ate. We were coming on out, 
getting on our motorcycles to leave. Well, he had forgotten his portable radio on the table. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, the the little Hispanic Mexican guy, I guess the bus boy or whatever, came. Now, you got to realize he had just got back from Iraq just maybe, you know, a month ago. Well, the Hispanic guy comes running out of the restaurant holding his portable radio up above his head. Oh, no. Well, I guess he had a bad flashback. He dropped the motorcycle on his side, pulled his gun out, was pointing at this poor fellow. I, I, I was about to pee on myself laughing so hard at him because he, he thought Al Qaeda was going to come running out the fucking Mexican restaurant at him. The poor bus boy probably about oh. shit on himself. And the things that those guys went through over there. Oh, yeah. Uh, what he went. I mean, I feel bad that he probably had a flashback, but if you just saw the whole situation, how it happened, that yeah. motorcycle falling down. And he just was trying to. <laughs> and those things aren't light, dude. What are, they, what are y'all's bikes about? 700 pounds? 700 something. Cause, like, it's probably around eight something when you put all the crap on them. Yeah, I know they're not light. Well, you know, there's a you know, that little secret way to pick them up. They're still heavy. Oh, yeah. Too heavy. Like I said earlier, it's like I'm I'm hoping I can retire off of a motorcycle. I said I'm one of the old guys now. I mean, seems like the average age on a motorcycle is probably in their you know, thirties, forties somewhere. And most guys spend, I don't know, probably five, six years on the bike. They gonna start talking about you, talking about Morse code and sending messages and chiseling stone and I get picked on. I had somebody the other day, you know, said something about me wearing Depends. <laughs> it's like I got the, I, I I have the new ones with the elastic in the legs so they don't leak. Yeah, there you go. And I have the Paw Patrol ones with that little little dog cop on yeah. it. I got those and it's on the back of my butt. They're really cute. I don't want to see that. That's an image flying <laughs> into my head now. <laughs> I like the crunch sound it makes when I sit down with the diaper part. I guess I don't have to worry about it. See, it saves time, though. You don't have to wash your underwear. You just throw them away. Yeah. Yeah. Just chunk them. Keep going. It's like, we got to stop and pee. Not me. Just did it on myself. <laughs> it was nice and warm. It was good in the wintertime. <laughs> it's cold. It got cold in the wintertime. <laughs> You get off your bike and you kind of like walking like one of them old cowboys just got off the horse because you're frozen. <laughs> People, I don't wear the pants, but Hondo did tell me one time it might be when you were working out there that they at the university that they had uh, they had a, a female officer. I don't know if she was older or not. I don't even know her name, but he had told me the story about that that she had said that especially when y'all worked like games and stuff like that that she said that everyone should wear the pants. Because that could take fewer bathroom breaks. That that that's a legitimate statement. And like she yeah. did that, that she would wear the even if she didn't need them, she'd wear them during game day. She'd just pee on herself, so she didn't have to go take bathroom breaks. That that's uh, yeah. So people, if you'd like to you take fewer bathroom breaks, just wear an adult diaper. Don't forget the elastic in the legs. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that took off with 
with the police force out there <laughs> and the suggestion that they start issuing the pins out. <laughs> Part of your, your yeah. issue. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wear the dark blue depends. You can't wear the Yeah, you can't have the tan or the green. <laughs> I could see you going in the bathroom and be instead of toilet they just got big garbage cans full of fucking chunk your depends in it. Diapers. Jeez. God. Oh man, we had some fun back in the day. Diapers, pay phones, pay phones. Yeah, it was back in the day. We have cell phones. Yep, a lot of kids these days wouldn't even know what one is. No, they probably not. I'll show you one for the. Look, we're getting close. I want to keep him locked up. He has box has some birthday celebrations to get to. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm going to text you your your birthday present from me. It's me and it's a picture of me and some thongs. I was wondering so, if it was you and the depends. No, it's going to be, well, depend thongs. Oh, even yeah, better. You can pee in them, but you can't poop. Nice. <laughs> Great. It's the PP only thong. The, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look, uh, you know, this. I, I appreciate you having me on, man. I've enjoyed it. And, uh, much, you know, I wish you much success here with your pod. Probably, and, uh, you might be able to come back. Maybe. We, we got more time and yeah. keep going. So, But uh, I do want to give a little shout out while I'm here. You know, um, one of my good friends was a motorman for several years. And uh, his end of watch is coming up the end of June. Uh, a lot of guys know him as Roscoe. Uh, he was a great guy. He was my FTO for a while, and then he worked for me for a while. And uh, he's been gone. Um, he died a month after my son was born. So uh, that was 2011. And uh missed the dude a lot, man. Yeah. He did not die of natural causes. No. he. No. It was in the watch, uh, crash, and uh, missing. Missing him a lot. Yes, unfortunately, these too many law enforcement people to crashes and stuff like that. We had that one recently with the other state trooper. Yep. So we recently around here, I had thought about doing a tribute out to him too. It's just gets to be too many sometimes, too many. Yeah. Since he done ruined my mood now, but sad, but. <laughs> Anyway, let's trust me. Roscoe wouldn't eat. Roscoe would be like, "Why? Why are you doing that?" Yeah, I know the last few people. I I haven't forgotten. I just hadn't. We've gotten off track, and I haven't done any safety tips. Hopefully, on the next episode, I'll, I won't forget. I am old, but if you know anybody that wants to be a motor cop, who is a motor cop, or retired motor cop. First responders, firemen, EMTs, you know, they want to tell you a story, send us an email at motorcopchronicles at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook at Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Uh, send us a friend request, like us. Uh, if you like what you're hearing on here, give us a five star review, write us a review. And, uh, Always remember, smile, because the Iceman could be behind you.